Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I welcome you back to Season 2 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are recording Episode 9 today, and I'm just so thankful for all of you who have been listening this season, and I hope and pray that this series we've been engaged in regarding the fruit of the Spirit and how we can apply these things to our lives to weather the storm. I pray that this series has been helpful to you and it's been beneficial and that it's blessed your life in some way. As always, I want to encourage you to go and to check out the Scattered Abroad Network on Facebook, on Instagram, and certainly to pray for this effort as we're striving to spread the gospel to as many people as possible. I'm overwhelmed by the support and the encouragement uh, that, that you have given to me and to all of us on the Scattered Abroad Network. And we're just very thankful to God for the opportunity to be on this network together, to be able to record these podcast episodes. And and again, our goal is to bring glory to God and to help you, specifically with this podcast, to help you weather the storms of life. Just to recap where we've been this season and what we've studied, we began by noticing how we can weather the storm with focus and why it's so important to have and maintain the proper focus when going through the different storms of life. And then we began a study on the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. We noticed how we can weather the storm and why it's important to weather the storm with love, with joy, with peace, with patience, with kindness, with goodness, with faithfulness. Today we engage in a study on how and why it's important to weather the storm with gentleness. I'd like to begin with a word study, and this is something I've really enjoyed going through this season, is being able to look at these words one at a time, to look at them in the original language, and to see where else it's found in Scripture, and hopefully be able to bring all this together to have a better understanding of what these words mean. And so we think about the word gentleness. It is defined as mild and even-tempered, one who is merciful. Uh, We think about gentleness, and right off the bat, we think of our Lord, someone who's merciful, someone who is gentle and kind. Of course, we know that God, uh, behold the goodness and severity of God, Romans 11, 22. We know that He is a just God. He's a righteous God. He's very powerful, but He's also very loving and very gentle. As we think about applying gentleness to our lives, we must understand that because it characterizes our God, it needs to characterize us as his children. We need to be people who are gentle. The word gentleness is found 15 times in the New Testament, and there are six different Greek words, which is very interesting when you think about the word gentleness. And so I want us to go through these together and to look at some examples of how this word is used. The first word that we find is found five times, and the Greek word here is uh, means to be gentle, to be kind, to be tolerant. Philippians 4 5, 1 Timothy 3 3, Titus 3 2, James 3 17, 1 Peter 2 18. Those are the five references 
where you find this particular word to use uh, that the Greeks use for gentle. An example is in Titus 3.2, Speak evil of no man, be peaceable, be gentle, showing all humility to all men. So there we see how the word is used. Then we have a word that's found four times, and that is the word gentle, but it's also translated as humility. We find this in 1 Corinthians 4.21, Galatians 5.23, of course here with the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 6.1, and Ephesians 4.2. In 1 Corinthians 4.21, as well as Galatians 6.1, we have the phrase, the spirit of gentleness. And if any if a brother be overtaken in the fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. And so with that attitude of gentleness, that demeanor. So again, we've noticed five times the word means gentle, kind, tolerant. Four times the word means humility. Two times out of the 15, the word for gentle could also be used or translated as meek. This is the word we find in Matthew eleven twenty nine, as well as 1 Peter 3, 4. And you remember Jesus in that great statement, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek. New King James says, I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. So again, the word for gentle here could also be translated as meek. Two times the word is the word that's found for gentle means kind. 1 Thessalonians 2.7, 2 Timothy 2.24. The phrase in 2 Timothy 2.24 is that a servant of the Lord must be gentle to all. So again, that word gentle there means to be kind. So again, think about the fact this is found twice. And then we have two more references. One time it's found, and the word means indulgence or tolerance. 2 Corinthians 10.1, the meekness and gentleness of Christ. And there's how that word is used. Again, that's the only time it's found. And then finally, the last time it's found, or the, the one time that it's found here, is for the word gentleness. And that is found in 1 Timothy 6, 11. The servant of God, the man of God, is to pursue gentleness. So again, 15 times is this word gentle is found in the New Testament, but six different Greek words. And it's very interesting to think about all the synonyms, all the different words that characterize this idea, this concept of gentleness. Kind, tolerant, humble, meek. All these words help us to paint a picture of what it means to be gentle. I think the word that, that jumps out to us the most is the word meekness. And we think about meekness as being strength under control. It's having the power to do something but choosing not to. That's meekness. That's gentleness. One writer said, to be gentle is to be quiet in the midst of trial. And specifically for this podcast, think about this definition. To be gentle is to hold your peace even in the midst of the storm. As you weather the storms of life, you do so with gentleness. Now, of course, as we think about that definition, to be gentle is to be quiet in the midst of trial. We think about Jesus, who literally did that in the midst of trial standing before leaders and being able to maintain that gentleness and that meek spirit. He was the suffering servant who opened not his mouth, Isaiah 53. In 1 Peter 2, 21-23, we find that in the context of suffering, we are to follow in Jesus' steps. 
who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he reviled not again. He had the power to. He had the right to. Certainly, he was innocent. But we see his gentleness on display, even in the midst of a terrible, terrible storm. You know, you think about gentleness, and again, associated with the word meekness. There are only two individuals in Scripture who are described as being gentle or meek. Moses is the first one. We read about him in the Old Testament. And that's Numbers 12.3. He was the uh, most humble man, most meek man, most gentle man on all the face of the earth. Now, you think about Moses. You think about someone who uh, was a very strong leader. He was someone who uh, was was given that, that amazing task of leading God's people out of Egyptian bondage. You think about someone who for decades was dedicated to the cause of the Lord and to be dedicated to his people. And yet for it to say that he was gentle and he was meek, you know, when I picture Moses, I picture someone with that staff walking through, going back up to Pharaoh over and over again saying, let my people go. And for him to to put that staff in the ground in the Red Sea part, I, I see great power there. Of course, that's the power of God through Moses. But we think about Moses, and, and maybe maybe our minds don't go to his gentleness or his meekness. But again, the Bible describes him as being the meekest man in all the earth. And of course, in the New Testament, our example is Jesus. Three times we find that he is stated as a man being meek or gentle or lowly. Matthew eleven twenty nine. we've already referenced it. I am meek and lowly in heart. In Matthew 21 and verse 5, we have a quotation from Zechariah 9, 9, that he's going to come in lowly on a donkey. That word lowly characterizes one who is meek and gentle. And in 2 Corinthians 10, 1, Paul speaks of the meekness and gentleness of Christ. And so again, this word is used to describe these two great leaders, Moses and Jesus. And you might say, well, why did the Holy Spirit determine to label these men as such? Why describe them as being meek and gentle? Here's why. Because they had hearts that surrendered to the will of God the Father. They were gentle. They were meek. They were humble. They were lowly because they surrendered to the will of God with a pure heart and a right heart. And brethren and friends, we must do the same if we're going to be able to weather the storm with gentleness. You know, we talked about how there are different Greek words for this word gentleness, and I thought it was very interesting. I came across this in my studies that the Greeks used this word gentle to describe animals who were under control, whether that was a horse, an elephant, uh, maybe even a dog we think about today. You think about how powerful a horse can be, how strong they are but then to see how meek and lowly and gentle they can be as well. Same is true with an elephant. <laughs> That's a massive animal. But yet the Greeks would define them with this word. They're gentle. They are under control, even though they have this great power and strength. You know, I think about dogs today. Uh, you, you can have a, a, a Rottweiler, you can have a pit bull, and they can be the sweetest dog in the world. But if they are provoked, and if somebody's trying to trespass or something of that nature, then you see their power and their strength come out. We have a dog at home. He's not even a year old yet. His name is Dio. He is half pit bull, half catahoula, a very beautiful, strong dog. And he'll lay right there at your feet and he'll cuddle up with you and he'll lick you. 
But if somebody comes up into your heart or somebody uh, provokes him, maybe by accident, you see that, that strength and that power. He's very strong. So keep that word picture in mind. And you think about Moses. You think about Jesus. These were individuals who were very strong, especially Jesus. This is God in the flesh. Had great power. All authority in heaven and earth was given unto him. And yet he chose to be gentle and to be meek. And we must do the same if we're going to be pleasing to God. In the context of weathering the storm, think of those two individuals, Moses and Jesus. Moses weathered the storm of doubt. He weathered the storm of insecurity. He weathered the storm of pressure. He did so with meekness, with humility, with gentleness. Jesus, of course, weathered the storms of temptation, having to uh, deal with with false accusations all the time, uh, being uh, ridiculed, being blasphemed, having the pain of dealing with people who didn't believe in who he was, and ultimately the death on the cross. And as he went through these difficult times, as he went through these storms, he did so with gentleness. What a great example for us. So as we bring this study to a close today, as we think about how we can weather the storm with gentleness, let's close with some points of application. Number one, let's remember that gentleness will help us to keep calm and make good decisions during the storms of life. You know, when you go through a storm, you go through a difficult time, sometimes you you want to lash out. You, you want to do something that you normally wouldn't do. But in the situation, in the, in the, the seat of emotion, in the height of everything, you Maybe you lash out and do something uh, that you're going to regret later. But if we will practice gentleness, even when that difficult time comes, we'll be able to handle it the right way. Number two, gentleness will provide peace in the midst of chaos. I found this quote from David Lipscomb. I thought it was very fitting, very relevant. He said, those who learn to control their spirits and be meek and quiet under trial and persecutions become like Jesus and have the promise both of the blessings in this world and in that to come. That quiet perseverance brings success in our undertakings on earth and fits the soul for companionship with the redeemed in heaven. I love that phrase, the quiet perseverance brings success in our undertakings on earth. I'd like to rephrase that for this podcast, is weathering the storm. The quiet perseverance brings success as we weather the storms of life. We'll be able to get through these difficult times and we can do so with the spirit of gentleness. Ultimately, Jesus was gentle. He was meek. He was lowly in heart. Thus, if we're going to be like our master, we must be gentle as well. I thank you so much for listening today. And I hope, I hope that this episode will help us to be gentle, to weather the storm with gentleness, all to the glory of God. Thank you so much. And may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.